y'all get ready get ready get ready yes for the men of grief through his eyes the number one amazon best-selling book yes it's going down okay for the what's happening segment on a joseph hope radio baby they got something to say we are live on location
Yes, that was my friend Travis Green with Intentional. Speaking of intentional, God is so intentional in everything that he allows in our lives. He is intentional and working them out for your good. Always know that. What's up, family? This is episode 71, When Men Talk. And today, they are going to talk and sing, okay? All episodes. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Because this episode has over 15 authors sharing in one episode. This episode is fire as we hear nuggets from the men. So much throughout the world, men don't feel heard. But today we will hear from every man in this all-male anthology. Not only that, but music inspirations from all men. We probably should rename this episode the man episode. <laughs> this episode was captured live on the set and we are bringing all the inspirations home to you. Hold on for the ride because it's going to move real fast. Let's declare that he is the greatest we know, that there's no other higher, no other stronger, and no one greater than him. Now if you really believe that, put your hands up in this room, come on. For you are the most high God, you are the most high King, and we adore you. There's no one before you, ooh, you are the most high God, you are the most high King, and we adore you, there's no one before you, there is no Bring 
That song right there was new music by Paul Bill Jr. That one is called Forever. So are you guys ready to hear from these authors? Because I'm going to tell you what, I certainly am. We are ready to present them to you in a wonderful roundtable discussion. We present to you the authors of Grief Through His Eyes. And first up, we have Lawrence Stokes on the roundtable. How does it feel to be a part of this amazing anthology? It feels great because it's something that I almost let slip through my hands because when I saw the initial pull for it, I kind of hemmed it hard on it, but I'm glad that I did participate because this has been actually a life-changing experience for me. Wow. And you know, it's funny because sometimes the the devil will make you think that you don't want to do something. And then when you actually throw yourself into it, it becomes something that changes your whole life. And so I'm excited about that for you. So tell us a little bit about your chapter. My chapter is called, Who Told You It Was Grief? And I titled it because of the, the events that happened in my life happened to me at such a young age that 
it, it was really the only way I can write my particular chapter to give it some sort of clarity and understanding as to what I was saying. Wow, wow. And so um, why do you think that people can benefit from this book from your chapter? I believe because they'll, they'll benefit because they'll let them know that they are certainly not alone mm. as I had felt for many, many years uh, before I even shared my story. And, and, and a lot of people that do know me, especially during my own military career, do not know that side of me because that's something I've always kept away from people. But just the, given the ability to share my story will certainly let the public know, men in particular, that they're not alone. There's, there's someone out here who has a similar story and has traveled that similar path. Yes, absolutely it is. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with us right here today, live on location. We've had a great time and just looking forward to speaking with so many of the other authors. I mean, the camaraderie that you all share together is like God has just brought a bunch of brothers together, right? Exactly. He gave me 13 new brothers. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you. All right, guys, we are still on location at the Grief Through His Eyes event. And let me just tell you something. This event has been amazing. You know we're at the round table with these incredible authors. People are pulling them left and right. They're going back and forth, signing autographs, and just celebrating the moment. So right here, we have Michael Baker Sr. And I want him to tell you a little bit about his chapter. Please tell us what chapter you have, what number, and what it's about. Uh, my chapter is chapter one, and my chapter is called The Locked Door. It's about a little boy who's 12 years old, and he finds, finds his mom unconscious, not responsive. And he tries to revive her with, with no, you know, he, he couldn't get her revived, and he kept trying and trying, and and. What ended up happening, he realized that she was gone, she was dead, and now this boy, this story that I'm about to tell you is, it happened over 50 years ago, and he's wow. telling the story right now of wow. what happened. How did you handle all of that? How did you handle the grief of that? Um, originally, um, I was in shock, but what happened, this book, Grief Through His Eyes, was the unlocking of my door. This is my moment of relief and unlocking. Wow. Read through his eyes. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Ain't that something? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how, you know, God can usher things in a way that say, you know, it's time to let all that go. You yes. know, don't keep bottling that up because someone out there needs to hear what you have to say. It, that's so true. You know, like me, so many people have secrets and things that have suppressed them and have held them down to a certain point. Yeah. And in my life, I'm allowed to release it for my peace right now. Mm, mm. You know what? That's amazing because a lot of people will talk to you about their testimonies and tell their stories. And they always tell you that it's for somebody else. So I wanted to help people. Or I wanted to do this and do that. But very rarely do you hear someone say, hey, this is for me. <laughs> I needed to do this right here. It, it, it was a godsend. Um, uh, Miss Hope, when uh, meeting Miss Fry, it was a godsend. Yes, this book was written, but this delivered me. This helped me to be the man I supposed to be. Wow, and I don't wow. want I don't want to see another child, another grown person go through what I went through. We show how you can turn your pain into purpose. And that's mm. what I love. That is what I love also. So let me ask you this. You know, th today is amazing. All these people are here. 
and everybody's telling their stories. The camaraderie between the brothers is just amazing. I mean, I really truly feel that God has brought brothers together. Um, how does this feel in this moment? It feels awesome because I feel like I got a team. You know, I play sports. So when you have the, uh, the whole team on the same page, there's nothing we can't accomplish. We have a common goal. We have a common focus and we have a common drive and it is going to change the world. Yes, yes, you better believe it will. Woo, this round table is getting hot over here, y'all. <laughs> Next up on the round table, we got Sean Warren. Good afternoon, everyone. First of all, thank you for having me um, on your show, Hope. Um, yes. The title of my chapter is called Finally I Can Live Again. Um, and my topic, I am talking about grief through the loss of a child um particularly with the loss of a child through divorce and uh, parental rights wow. um, a lot of times in um our communities and in the church we don't talk about divorce a lot we know divorce happens but um my chapter um i give the viewpoint from the divorcee and now the one who has to adjust with the children not living in their house yeah. and then the loss of parental rights due to a erroneous um court case that i was found guilty of uh back in 2009 and then there's some a certain level of, of grief that comes with divorce that people don't think about. Absolutely. You know, they, they always just think about grief as someone dying. Right. Um, and really, <laughs> I've been divorced before, so I know what it feels like to deal with that. And it actually is a death, but you do get to see the person from time to time. Right. And a lot of times, um, people don't usually hear the other side of the story from the divorcee right. um, and from the parent. A lot of times, uh, what usually happens is people can kind of make some type of uh, assumption about what they think happened um, yeah. and then a lot of times um, children even make a uh, misinformed judgment uh, about what happens based off of what they think they know when they don't even have the whole story themselves and so yeah. um, I paint this particular picture from actually the time when the judge said guilty and now this is going to be your sentence the conviction was the ex-wife actually took me out on kidnapping charges because I wanted to spend additional time with the kids wow. and so the judge um, with all of the evidence said that it was a kidnapping charge um, and I ended up going in for contempt of court because I was not um, compliant with everything based off yeah. of the conviction and I just I just lost it because to hear someone else tell you that you don't have rights anymore to yeah. something that you helped produced was right. just mind-blowing yeah. and um, yeah. I, I walked the reader through the actual conviction up until the restoration process. Um, I, I got sentenced for 60 days wow. and um, I only had to serve um, five because of overpopulation in the city jail. And wow. um, again, even as a minister, um, I struggled with this because I wanted to, I wondered how would my uh, constituents view this? How would people view me even in the church? And God just basically yeah. told me, um, you have to tell your story in this authenticity. In, in my freedom, I wanted to free somebody else um, and let them see that you can really live again. Listen, listen, this book is definitely going to free somebody, okay? I mean, there are some amazing stories here in this book that need to be told. Sean, thank you so much for sharing that with us. So listen, I need you to help me introduce this next song. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. The next song that you're going to hear is Still Here by the Williams Brothers. This is co-author Sean Warren, and you have definitely had your daily dose with hope.
I like that, y'all. Still here. I'm still here. 
Cause a lot of folks said that I wouldn't be here tonight But I've made it, I've made it. By the grace of God, y'all Yes, I've made it I'm still here, yeah. I'm still here Yes, I am I had to lay awake in the midnight hour sometimes Tossing and turning all night long yes, Have anybody I've ever had to lay awake all night long sometimes? Tears in your eyes Wondering what the next day was gonna bring But God has kept it all around you Yes, he did yes, made You made it through your trials You're still I'm here still tonight here. Come on and let me see those hands in hand tonight I made
Yes, we are back with the Grief Through His Eyes Roundtable, and we are having an amazing celebration with the authors and visionary Deborah Fry, who will be with us a little bit later. Have you purchased your book yet? I just want to know what you're waiting on. Hurry over to Amazon and get that book so you can share in the celebration with these authors. Without further ado, we're going to bring to the roundtable Michael Nobles. Michael, tell us about your chapter. How you doing, Hope? Thanks for having me. Um, the title of my chapter is called Father Uncle, and it's uh, basically the resentment of my fa- of me having for my father not not being around when I was growing up. So it's that's basically what it is, and it gets a little spicy in the in the chapter. But uh, wow. yeah, that's that's what that's what it is. It's just that the little resentment of not having a father figure around. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about a little deeper the impact of of what that has been for you over the years? Uh, over the years, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of, uh, I guess with me, with my mom, it could have been a lot of, you know, back and forth, a lot of arguing, and I guess I guess talking back, you know, exploding back, things of that nature. So when you think of this book and, you know, and just the call, the mandate to, to conjure all of that up and write this story, how hard was that for you to process and how hard was that for you to write? It necessarily wasn't that hard. I mean, I talked to my mother about it a lot, and uh, you know when I when when Miss Deborah Deborah Fry, thank you Deborah Fry for giving me this opportunity. Um, it was able. I just it just seemed like it was it was second nature. I just wrote and it seemed I didn't stop. I had to keep it at a certain amount, you know, the words for yeah. Miss Deborah Fry. But you know, it was just it was almost like water. It just kept, it just flowed. So you know, just being here today, how exciting it is! Everybody's around. Everybody is in such great and wonderful spirits. Books are flying off the shelves, so to speak. And yes. um, and people are just wanting, you know, you guys to sign these and just excited to share in these memories with you all. How does this feel? Feels great. Uh, all the brothers that are in there with me, all the 13 other brothers in there, everything just just felt great. Everything was wonderful. The people are very receptive to the book, and I'm happy for it. All right. So are you excited? Very excited. Very excited. And like <laughs> you said, uh, I can't keep a book. I know it. And, and, you know, and this, again, is a... Amazon number one bestseller. What did you? Don't tell us what you uh you felt. Tell us what you did when you heard that it was number one. Oh no, I just grinned. I got hard smiled and I told a few people. That's all. <laughs> ah, no, that's <laughs> kind of right. kind of bragging on it a little bit. Like you know, I'm a, a, a Amazon bestseller, right? You know, bragging. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's the line now. So when somebody got something to say, you'd be like, look, did, did you know? Let me let me tell you if you didn't know. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing you with us. Thank you, Hope. All right, all right. Next up, we have the visionary's husband. He goes by the name of Michael Fry. His chapter is Amazeballs, and I can't wait for him to share it with you. So we're going to scoop right on over here and scoop him up and get the information about his chapter. So, Michael, come come on over and tell us a little bit about your chapter. Okay, um, my chapter is... Uh called Heartache to Healing. And uh, it's a chapter to kind of inspire people that have been through stuff, uh, you know, maybe on the workplace or uh, in the church setting or or any kind of setting where you've been around a lot of people. Uh, it will help you to kind of understand your inner dealings with the people. I, I agree with that because it is hard to, um, you know, to be hurt by people, like you said, like church hurt and stuff like that. And then to come mm-hmm. back and still feel comfortable around a lot of people. And right. so you really do need to be able to, you know, hear something like that that helps the soul. So tell us, like, how hard was it for you to write? Uh, it wasn't hard at all. Um, it was bottled up inside of me for quite a while. So once uh, my wife told me, said, hey, you need to put that on paper. I sat down and, and uh, knocked it out in no time. Wow. Wow. So, you know, it, that's really that's funny because 
a lot of times we keep stuff in. We don't realize that we're holding stories. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We don't realize that we're holding books. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. You know, we just keep it all in and then it manifests in different types of ways. You know, it could come out in a bad way. It could come out in a good way, but it does manifest <laughs> in some kind of way. And so y'all heard that. Y'all got it right here. If you have something bottled up in you, we're just waiting on the book, okay? Is somebody right. out there who needs exactly what you have to say. So tell us, like, how does it feel to be here today in this moment? Wow, it, it's it's just a surreal moment. I mean, um, this whole book anthology has just been amazing. Um, just to be able to come alongside so many uh, men with their uh, different stories, or all the stories are different. And just be able to, um, for us just to be able to pour out to the masses, um, you know, it's just been an enlightening, um, you know, situation. It's just been beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I heard your, um, your wife is the visionary. And a lot of the men have said, you know, thank you to my coach who, you know, who stayed on top of us and these type <laughs> of things. She was really, you know, she made sure that we got it done and she did it. So how was that like working with your wife? <laughs> Well, she always has to keep me under wraps anyway. So, um, you know, I uh, it was great working with her. I've, you know, been behind the scenes with her many, many times with different books. Um, so I pretty much knew what to expect. But um, to be one-on-one -on -one with her hands-on this time, it was absolutely amazing. I know it's a whole lot of stuff going on, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much for sharing with us. All right, you know that we are live right here at the Grief Through His Eyes book signing and celebration we are having a good time today we're out here on location just having an amazing time you know this is roundtable time right we're going to be pulling authors one after another to tell us about this amazing book right now we have coach ray here with us and he is going to tell us about his chapter tell us all about it yeah so uh first of all thank you for having me i really appreciate the opportunity um the, the chapter is titled achieving purpose through pain and the goal of this chapter is basically explaining how I went through the grieving process when my father passed and how it took me on like a whirlwind like through life with I didn't properly grieve through that entire process because I was helping take care of my mom and my little brother yes. and you know he was in high school so there was there was no time to grieve and in doing that I'm thinking I'm okay and trying to progress through life without properly grieving what happens is what happened to me was in that situation like the lack of grief started to manifest in a variety of different ways yeah um, you know heavy drinking partying uh promiscuity which you know I I'm a realist and I'm very honest I I I, re I received two children out of that but they're my they're my world I love my yes, two kids. absolutely. And, um, but at the end of the day, the grieving process is real. And yeah. the point of my chapter is to get people to understand that you still have a purpose in that pain. Like there's a reason why God placed you here and don't allow yeah. that. You have to get through that pain to achieve it. And a lot of times we don't, we kind of settle in the pain. Yeah, and we do. We, we allow it to manifest and fester in our spirit and then we don't step out of it. And then not stepping out of it causes us to miss out on the opportunity that God has placed for us. And so the main focus, because a lot of people who know me know I'm very passionate about the next generation. I'm very mm -hmm. passionate about the youth. And I wanted to tell that story to get them to understand, like, you can come out of it. And we have a lot of youth now that are losing friends and losing, you know, people like to gun violence, and a lot of stuff like that. And they're not properly grieving. So they're yeah. sitting in that yeah. grief starting to manifest yeah. in anger and frustration and 
you know, animosity. So we're trying to get these kids to understand that you can grieve. It's okay to grieve because we want you to get through that pain. Okay, come on now, Coach Ray. <laughs> you know, and, 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 that's on, thing because we, and that's one of the things I loved about the opportunity because uh, Deborah Fry, she just, you know, I, she's a true blessing. Like that's yeah. that's a blessing because it gave me an opportunity to speak uh, my voice in the book and get buy things out. And at the same time, it gave it gives me the opportunity for people to see what I'm really about. Wow. Wow. I'm going to stop you right there. But I'm going to tell you what, y'all better go get this book. I'm telling you, these men have came together and put it down. Do you understand? <laughs> y'all better go get this book. So tell us what the next song is. Our next song is going to be Promises by Antoine Barnes. Promises, oh God. Remember your people, remember your children, and we want your promises, oh God.
Said I've been through a lot, but I made it on top, and I won't. My name is Tapita, also known as Angel, and I am inspired by a dose of hope. And thank you for allowing us to inspire you here, right here on A Dose of Hope Radio. We are live on location today, and we're going to come right back in with our next guest, Jelante. How are you? I am well. I am feeling good, and I am so excited about this book. Wow, wow. I know you are. Tell us a little bit about you and your chapter. So my name is Jelante Mans, and the title of my chapter is The Fatherless Champion. I titled it The Fatherless Champion because when I think about a champion, I think about the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. And I say the greatest of all time because he wasn't just a boxer. He was a a, a great athlete, a, a great person. But when it comes to being a champion, he was it. And I remember him being interviewed and the interviewer asked him, what made you so great? You know, how did this greatness become? And he explained to the interviewer that it was his grief that pushed him to greatness. Wow. So when I think about that, uh, that the fatherless champion, it leads me to him because Muhammad Ali said it wasn't that I like doing this or I like where I came from. But he said, I hated every minute of training, but I told myself, don't quit. And I lived the rest of my life as a champion. So wow. I think about that quote and I related to yeah. my story of being the fatherless champion because I didn't give yeah. up. Yeah. There's something about grief that yeah. does that for you, though. It can either catapult you into, you know, a, a, a down spiral or it can push you into greatness. You know, sometimes like even, you know, with me, I lost my father um, not long ago in February. And it's something about knowing that he, what he would have wanted in my life, mm-hmm. it pushes me to do exceedingly abundantly more than I would have ever thought to do on my own. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And, see, and what I took from this is it doesn't matter how often you grieve, how long you overgrieve, but you become that champion when you overcome that grief. Right, right. So what is your main takeaway from this whole experience? So my main takeaway is that grief comes in all different types of forms. Mm-hmm. Um, writing this and just reading the other men's stories, I learned that grieving is is in so many forms. It's not just death. And even like I talk about in my story, I'm grieving the loss of a father who's still alive. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for being here with me today for just coming over, popping over and giving us your part of the story. I'm excited. I'm excited about this book. I'm excited about everything that's going on just to see all of these beautiful men in the room. Everybody's getting along. You've got like this bro man mentality. (laughs) I love it. I love it. How has that been? It's been amazing. Um, You know, we don't see this. We see a lot of not only motivational books, uh, you know, pumping you up, you know, talking about the good, but this is giving you the the, the down and, and gritty and it's all men. So that's yeah. just, and I'm, I'm probably, I am not probably, I'm the youngest one in the group. So to be around 13 other men who are uh, just well-established, profound in their, uh, their religion and, and, you know, just good, good men. It's been yeah. amazing. Well, all right. All right. That was Jelante Mans. Listen, this event has been amazing. The people are everywhere buying books. They're doing all the right things. And I'm telling you, and oh, did I tell you about this cake? This cake is amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the authors have been coming up and they've been telling their stories and sharing with the audience one after another. And it's just been one empowerment moment 
after another. So we're going to keep going with the round table. We have a few more that we have to get done for today, but today is going to be a little bit longer episode. It's not going to just be an hour today. We're going to have an episode that's a little bit longer because these interviews won't stop coming and we're glad about it. So check out this next interview with Pastor Cliff. Pastor Cliff, tell us about your chapter and everything that that encompasses. You know, Hope, my chapter is chapter five and the name of it is Good Grief. You know, I call it Good Grief because usually when people go, go through grief, I grew up with this with the term, people say, if it's not one thing, it's another. Good yeah. grief, it's always something. You know, but, um, you know, when grief comes, I think there is a positive positive uh, purpose in grief and and God wouldn't let us go through it if it wasn't positive and it wasn't something that he was giving us to make us stronger so yeah, uh, yeah so my my chapter is all about good grief not only how I see it from childhood and different stages of my life but it also uh, touches on how I think God sees our grief you know the Bible says that precious in the sight of the God in the sight of God is the death of the saints and mm. that always kind of stump me a little bit because God yeah. is celebrating while we are going through. You we're know. going through. But you know what? It's something that we do to ourselves because even like, you know, in the Bible where it talks about, you know, the person who wanted to go back and, you know, and grieve some more yeah. their father. And Jesus basically said, Well, okay, well the devil let the devil take care of his own. Let the devil take right. care of his own. Take That's up right. the things that come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> yeah, it's some good grief in all this stuff. So yeah, mine is about Good grief. And I'm trying to encourage people to uh, go go through grief and don't don't get stuck in one of the stages of grief, because sometimes we get started and we don't ever finish, you know. Yeah. So it's a is a is a is a light at the end of the tunnel. But the thing is, you know, um, our grief, our, our emotions uh, are moving as long as we keep moving you know, in yes. our grief. So, yeah. Absolutely. So how was it to write? How hard was it? So how hard was it to write your chapter? You know, it's always hard getting started, you know, mm -hmm. in any kind of writing, because even even coming up with a title, you know, you have to just go for the Lord and pray and see what the Lord put on your heart. And then you keep changing the title now and, and somewhat and so so forth. But, you know, once I got started, it really started to flow because I got into my story. Yeah. And when I start getting into my story from my most uh, memorable t first experience of deep grief uh, when I was a child and that went from there and it just flowed all the way through my adulthood. And so how does it feel in this moment to see your chapter, your story, this project um, flourishing? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just um, in awe of, of the way that this book has affected people. Uh, one of the things that's real strong about it is it's not a book that you have to read from cover to cover, but uh -huh. you read one chapter at one setting and you can just begin to meditate. And if you pray, God will show you the things that you're going through. And if you can't relate to one chapter, you can relate to another. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to let you get back over there to the party, honey, because <laughs> everything is going on in here today. All it's right. It's just been so awesome. But thank you so much for stopping over and talking with me. Okay. Hope. What a what a tremendous turnout we're having today, too, huh? Oh, yeah. L yeah. Listen, people yeah. are all over the place. I mean, yes. waiting to get you guys to sign these books. And it's just... Oh, yeah. 
it is yeah. amazing to watch. Oh yeah, and I'm excited. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. So thank well, you so much for no the interview. No problem. Okay. Have All yourself right. a wonderful day. All right. Thank you, Hope. Hey, hey, for everybody who has just tuned in, we are here live at the Grief Through His Eyes book signing event and celebration. It has been so amazing. We have a roundtable of authors today. 14 to be exact we're going to be interviewing them one after another so you've missed a few of them so you might want to go back but we still have more to come so excited and the visionary is going to be with us shortly talking about her goals and visions and just how she came about this amazing amazing thing her name is deborah juniper fry and I'm looking forward to introducing her to our audience. She's actually been on our show before talking about this book and some other um, initiatives and projects that she's working on. She is an amazing woman of God, and I'm just excited to have her in the A Dose of Hope radio family. So yeah, stay tuned. Keep up with us. We're going to be playing some music. We're going to be having a good time. We're going to be celebrating with these men. So make sure you tune in. But right here, we have an amazing gentleman who just walked past the round table. And he goes by the name of Allison Mitchell. He's going to tell us about his chapter. My chapter is called Arise from Trauma to Triumph. And I, I, I picked that word Arise. I actually picked that uh, the name of my chapter even before I knew about a book. Wow. And... Uh, Arise, it, I like the word arise because it means to come up from a lower position to a higher position. And when I think about uh, my story and what, what, what I went through, um, I stood up, I got up from that. I got yeah. up from, I, I, I'm going back to a dark place. The darkest place in my story, my story is about uh, the loss of income, uh, the loss of house, loss of car. Wow. Uh, and even in my chapter, I didn't even put it in there. Uh, but my wife and I, we were homeless, meaning we didn't have a home on our own. We lived with four different families for three and a half years. Wow. Wow. And uh, then we had to relocate from Virginia to Tennessee, where we had moved away from 16 years, thinking we would never go back. But we had no other options. But... Wow. Uh, so we went through that, and uh, but we went through it together. Me and yeah. my wife went through. You know, she didn't blame me. She could have blamed me some things. There were some things that happened that was beyond our control. Yeah. But still, she didn't point a finger at me and say, Allison, you should have done this. You, it's your fault. I mean, that would have broke me down. I'm telling you. Right, that'll right. break a man down. <laughs> that'll break a man down like a shotgun. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> and she didn't do that. And, and I was sitting, uh, we had, after, after losing all that, did we end up in a hotel, one of those extended stay hotels? Yeah. We yeah. end up there. I'm thinking, I'm, you know, look, I'm going to get drunk. I'm saying, I'm just telling. Mm. I know folks know I'm Christian out there, but hey, I was going to result back to what was familiar with me years right. prior. Right. And she right. said something to me sitting on the edge of the bed hole she's and i was like honey we've been married 28 years and we in a hotel honey we in a hotel and you know what she said to me hope hope you know what she said to me what you, you want to know she said well we, well honey we might as well make it an adventure wow. and that those words right there hope it changed it, it it was a mind shift 
it yeah. changed the trajectory of my thinking. I probably would have went out and done something that I would have regretted, yeah. but because yeah. of words from her, uh, it changed everything. Wow, wow. And you know, that's, that's amazing because when you think of grief, you don't always think of grief in terms of losing things, but we grieve all different types of things. Yes. And, um, and that is the truth, you know, and with the current state of, of the U.S. right now, when you look at, you know, people losing homes, losing jobs, losing, yes. you know, this just things, um, it is a process. And so when you see people, you know, on the street and they're sad because they are losing things, it's serious. Yes. It really is a thing. And if you don't have that constant, like you said, your wife in your life, who's feeding you this positive, uh, you know, reinforcement yes. that, hey, this ain't the end of the world. This is an adventure, baby. We're going to go yes. through this and we're going to go through it together. So yes. I'm using yes. my story to impact and transform and inspire others life and that's what I want to do now I want to I want to inspire others well I tell you what that is exactly what you do and you keep on telling that story and putting that testimony out there in the atmosphere and I promise you God will give you everything that you have ever lost so I'm so glad so honored to meet you here on today I know that God has something in store for you and all of these authors that are related to this book. So I'm excited to have met you. I'm going to let you go so you can continue to share your love with everyone in the room. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a little break, but we're going to be right back with our visionary. All right, stay tuned. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, Scotty, you know what? I think we need to take this praise to another level. Go on, hit it. Praise is holy name. 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 Praise is
I rose this morning in my right mind. Brand new mercy came right on time. Claiming right now, victory is mine. Hand me a stick so I can draw the line. I can't let it bring me down. I can't let you turn me around. Cause I've got God on my side and I. Well, I've got God on my side and I. I've been giving, I've been serving, I've been praising, I've got God on my side, and I, well, I've come too far for a stop sign, holding on, cause Jesus is mine, holding on, cause Jesus is mine, waiting on God to blow my mind, 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 I can't let it bring me down.
That song right there is Ain't No Stopping Us Now by Luther Vandross. And one thing I can truly say is that throughout the process of this whole entire thing, I have heard one song that this group has played um, as a theme song. And it's kind of this one, Ain't No Stopping Us Now, because guess what? We're on the move. <laughs> and yes, they are. I'm so excited to be here live at the Grief Through His Eyes celebration on today. Right now, we have finally been able to nail down the visionary deborah juniper fry and i want to talk to her about this amazing event she has put together and um listen she done riled up all these men to do this anthology and i'm trying to figure out how she did it (laughs) hats off to you my lady for such an accomplishment um such a moment in history um, this is so awesome. So please tell us, how did you do it? <laughs> and how does it feel for your baby to be where it is? Uh, uh, like, I think I heard one author say, it is surreal. It is surreal that we uh, are at this peak of the mountain. We're at the peak of the mountain yeah. uh, after being on the ride. And now we're at the peak of the mountain. It is absolutely uh, humbling. It is sometimes overwhelming. It is exciting. It is all so many emotions wrapped up in one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so many of the men have said to me, most of them have mentioned your name in census. You know, oh, you know, she was on top of us. She made sure we got it right. She didn't yes. let us slide. You know, all <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, when you think about that and being the visionary, the leader, what would you do over? Um, probably what I would do over, um, man, I would probably, um, let them kind of give me a little bit more input, uh, so that I could make sure that I was doing, um, doing things the right way, but it sounds as if I was doing things the right way, you know? (laughs) So, so, you know, I, I don't know what else I would really pinpoint to do over, um, because it really, it went so well it went so well uh god blessed me with 14 amazing men he blessed me to where they followed uh uh the orders you know i felt like the biblical deborah you know leading the army you know so it it was fantastic i mean and uh you you know i can say i love working with women don't get me wrong i love it um because yeah. during this pandemic <laughs> i have worked with so many different um anthologies with women and they are fantastic but now that i've worked with a group of men uh it was just icing on the cake for me it really really yeah. was yeah yeah so when you when you got the call or when you found out that this was a number one Amazon bestseller, don't tell us like how you felt, but tell us like what you did. Girl, I I ran through the hallways and the, <laughs> all the rooms, honey, yelling and screaming um, because, uh, you know, you just feel in your spirit that it's going to be a number one bestseller. So you go to sleep, waking up through the night. And once you get the call saying that you are number one in at least two categories right now, um, and you are already bestsellers, we were bestsellers in, I think, five categories, mm-hmm. uh, but number one in two of those categories. So uh, it just, just surreal, just in awe, you know, that that um, God was, God let me be a number one bestselling author and have 14 amazing 
male co-authors with me to yeah. have that same title, to be able to share uh, to share this status with uh, with 14 amazing men. I would have to say that this is definitely one of the biggest highlights in life. I am truly, truly and genuinely proud of you all for just going with the gut and doing something different. And that is just amazing. So my hat's off to all of you. I am so excited that you have made me a part of this. I am so excited that you have allowed A Dose of Hope Radio to be a part of this history. And we're going to keep it going with the round table. So right here we have Brian Leonard. He's going to tell us about his chapter. My chapter, chapter six, and greet through his eyes, uh, seeing grief from his point of view. My chapter is called Grief Relief. Uh, tears and joy comes in different shoes. And what I do is basically I take people down a, a, a path of uh, sharing uh, briefly what took place on my 37th anniversary. Uh, unfortunately, I lost my wife during that time because of COVID pneumonia. Uh, but the, the inspiring thing about this in reference to all that took place is that I had an opportunity to uh, allow God to birth something that I'm a part of today. Wow. Uh, through this men's anthology. So I'm gratefully excited to be a part of this uh, life-changing event that I'm hearing so much feedback, positive feedback about uh, from other people who have purchased the book. And uh, it's, it's, it's truly a humbling honor to be a part of such a, a mighty movement. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just exciting. The atmosphere is crazy and explosive. Everybody is supporting one another. And, you know, when you think of an all-male anthology, you know, you think of the, the you know, the, the thing is that men don't talk. You know, they don't talk about their grief and they don't share things. But, I mean, today that is squashed, okay? <laughs> that is not something that we can get with on today. So tell us how it feels to be right here a part of this moment. Right now, I am truly, truly so blessed. I am so thankful. And I can just give a shout out to our coach and visionary sister, Deborah Fry, uh, on a day when she just decided, when I was sitting in my sunroom, uh, a little down at the time because uh, I was going through some things, uh, uh, but spending time meditating. And then I just out of a sudden received a call from her. And uh, we discussed and everything. And we go way back, you know, uh, in, in our church days and, you know, friendship, her and her husband, uh, Michael Fry. And I shared with her some things and she became inspired and encouraged. And she shared some things with me and I became inspired and encouraged. And she asked me what I like to be a part of a men's anthology called Grief Through His Eyes. And it came across her path, and it was laid in her heart to call me. Uh, and hope the rest is history. Yes, so it is. <laughs> yes, it is history. And I am so excited to have met you. And I'm so excited to see you here um, at this amazing event. And thank you so much for, for, for answering the call and for being a part of this book. Thanks to a dose of hope and you, Hope Sheree, for allowing me to share this wonderful and exciting opportunity with you. Yes, sir. Just know that we would not have it any other way. Next up, we have Mr. Cornell Carey. He's going to be coming to the roundtable right now to tell us all about his chapter. Let us know what it's all about. First of all, when it was given to me to write, it was your personal story about grief. And my story is a relationship of my family, and in particular with my father. And this story can relate to those who assume because they don't have a father in the house, they cannot relate to this story. 
However, I had a father in the house, but he wasn't a father that I was anticipating growing up. Wow. He was there physically, but not there emotionally. And many times, sometimes not there physically. Because as a young boy growing up, you look to your father to give you the little journey about little things in life, about changing cars, sitting down, talking about young ladies, and other little things that you should learn growing up. And I did not get that. So my title of the book was, a son searching for a father's love. Wow. And you know, and people don't really associate, you know, when you think of grief, you always think of someone dying or something like that. You that's don't think true. of someone that's living who's not present. Wow, wow, wow. That is something. I love that because like I said, it sheds a light on a area of grief that a lot of people just don't think about. So let me ask you this. So how how hard was it to write your chapter? It wasn't really hard after she shared you write your experience putting on paper, it was already in my head, but it just take a few days to get it together. And then I had a one moment I had a block and I emailed Deborah Fry and she said, just put it down and think about it. And I did. And I went back to write it. So I'm so happy that you did, because I think, again, you know, with all the chapters in this book, all is so very necessary. But this one also, I feel is just as necessary because it is so many people walking around Um, you know, lives incomplete and different things going on because of that same, same thing. And so how does it feel to be a part of a number one um, Amazon bestseller, to be here in this space today with all all of your brothers? First of all, giving honor to God is undescribable. Words can it express? Because this is my first beginning of writing and it won't be my last. I know that's right. You better say so. So I found it be very exciting and the group of guys and the visionary Deborah Fry, it was just rewarding to just to sit down and write. So I didn't see it too difficult, but it had its moments. Yes, as with everything in this life that has a moment, everything has a moment. And this is indeed a wonderful and beautiful moment. So thank you so much for joining us here on today. And thank you. This song right here is called Running to You by Tyree Thomas featuring Canton Jones. Wherever you need me to go, whatever you want me to do, just call my name. It ain't no thing.
running in you. All I need is your help to do what you want me to do. Others can't do what you can, that's why I'm coming in you. Lord, clean me out and make me over like I'm something that's new. I need for you to be my strength indeed. I believe I can have everything that's meant for me. I won't stop chasing my dreams, cause I can't do anything. Through Christ who strengthens me, Lord, just have patience with me. Let's 
was randy weston with judah band with making a way i love that song that's one of my favorite songs right now and i'm just loving it because why god is always making a way so we're going to finish up this round table right now we have just roll right over here just in time for his time to shine <laughs> all right come on just roll let us know what your chapter is all about well hello everyone and uh, hello hope thank you for the opportunity to share this exciting anthology. Again, my name is Jesro Nesby Sr., and I'm one of the co-authors of this wonderful book, Grief Through His Eyes. My chapter, chapter 10, is Pressing Through Grief, and it's my hope that I've given you practical uh, ways of walking through grief. Grief now is one of those one of those challenges of life that not only affects us from the loss of a loved one, but it can be from separating from a job, from losing a pet. It can be from a divorce. In fact, I had a neighbor that lost both of his beloved uh, pets, and I could see that he was grieving. But many times we don't identify grief as grief. Uh, we just kind of, you know, mask it or we cover it up, and never really deal with it. Yeah. But it's my but it's my hope that uh, pressing through grief, and I use the acronym PRESS, P-R-E-S-S, and I take the steps of showing you how to stay connected, P, physically, R, stay, you know, stay active, rather, with the P, and stay connected, R, relationally, and keep yourself informed, educationally, serving others, and, of course, spiritual. Uh, and for me, spiritual is the foundation of of who I am. So by using that the, the acronym, I hope that this book will allow someone, the readers, to be able to glean and walk through and aid and assist in walking through grief, which can be a really dark place if you allow it to yeah, be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely agree with that. I mean, thank you for those because sometimes people can 
you know, it gets confusing when you're trying to work through emotions and different things like that. But an acronym sometimes can help us to, you know, we think of the first letter and we think, of, okay, what does all this mean? So it kind of helps yes. us to process through the steps. So we really do appreciate you, you know, taking that extra step to do that for us. So how hard was it uh, to write? How, you know, once you decided this is what I want to do, what was your process for writing? How hard was that? Well, I think the most challenging part is to, to first start doing it. And once I start putting pen to paper, it actually flowed because it flowed from a place within. And so, you know, my, my ideas and my thoughts and that the most challenging part was just making certain that my my structure and, you know, uh, sentencing made sense. Yeah. But in terms of uh, yeah, in terms of getting it on the paper it was like, OK, this is you know, this is what I've experienced. This is my personal story. That's right. That's and, right. Yeah, you know, exactly. And it's easy to tell your story. It's just mm -hmm, a matter of. Mm -hmm. You know, making your story make sense to others. That's right. You heard it here, guys. Look, it's easy to tell your story. So the next time somebody tells you that you're unworthy of telling your story or that nobody wants to hear it, know that that is a lie. There is someone Absolutely. out here who needs to benefit from what you've dealt with, from what you've been through, and, and for what you've overcome. So thank you Absolutely. so much, Jessro, for coming on and sharing that with us. Yes, Thank you for having me once again. No problem. Thank you for being here on the show. So listen, we are about to close out this roundtable with the amazing Naaman Potts. We want to hear about his chapter and we're going to ask him to close us out in prayer for anyone that may be dealing with some level of grief. So I'm excited and we have had an amazing time today at this event and I'm just excited to be able to bring this to the Adults of Hope Radio family. Now, you know what the next step is, guys. You're going to have to get out there and get this book. And I want you to write me. Let me know what you think about it so that I can share this information with the visionary and the creator. Okay? So make sure you do that. So right now, we're going to hear from Naaman Potts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, hey, tell us about your chapter. I think this chapter I have had an opportunity to write is... Um, it's amazing. My chapter is anguish and regret and mm. uh, anguish and regret. And so I was just going to say that it, it um, talks from two sides of grief and um, anguish and uh, regret speaks to the idea of how you feel in a moment. And it, it also talks about um, things that you wish that you could have done or the things that you should have done when you speak of regret. So that was the basis for my chapter. Wow. So when you look at the two of those things, when you think of grief and then you think of regret, I think a lot of people don't realize that people go through grief, certain levels of grief, it is always coupled with some type of regret. And sometimes that even makes it even harder because you're thinking about what you didn't do, what you could have done better. Um, is that is that where we're going at with this chapter? Certainly, certainly. It it, it within that chapter I I wrote um, concerning um, things that I had seen, especially as a as a young um, lad growing up, and um, I wanted to talk about that because there was things that I wish that I could have done to been more of a help or a support, and um, there's some things that I wish that I could I shouldn't have done. Excuse me, and um, that's what that regret kind of deals with and um it really put a, a a real tension upon her heart and i believe that that was part of why um she passed but it was in that that i saw i couldn't do anything about it i, I couldn't rescue her yeah. um 
I couldn't help her at any point because um, at that time, I just didn't know what to do at nine years old. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. So so with you being, you know, I know that you you're, you have your own church and you are a man of God that I've known um, for years. Um, yes, ma'am. Speak to the heart of someone for me here who's going through some level of grief and seemingly not able to get past it. Well, I think that you have to... Um, take moments and and look at what uh, you're, you're dealing with from the standpoint of what can you find in this point of hurt or uh, disappointment or let down. Think that these are the moments that you have to really search, search yourself. And then sometimes I think that you have to look at the good moments in mm. grief. I think that yeah. you have to look at that. I, I mean, I think that grief has its place and it's also in those moments that we can find strength. And so I'm going to use you to close out this roundtable. And I'm going to ask you to do a quick prayer for me over some over my listeners who may be dealing with grief. Father, we just want to thank you for every person that is listening even right now. We are, we are not um, knowledgeable of everything that, that may be going on in others' lives, but some may be going through something that God, only you can repair. And so I pray now that God, you will step into their circumstance, move on their behalf and give deliverance, healing, give a breakthrough in, uh, on their behalf, I pray in Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing way to close out the show. A prayer to the people who may be dealing with grief um, in whichever way and form it presents. Um, we pray that, you know, your heart would be soothed just by this mere episode, just by hearing stories about people who have been dealing with grief in whatever form it may be. Um, I pray that something heard here today has caused you to look at yourself and propel you forward. I pray that you have been inspired by this episode. I pray that something here has touched you. Please, again, go out and get this book. It is truly an amazing piece. It is out there on Amazon. Um, the link is on our website, as well as um, you can just Google search uh, Grief Through His Eyes, Deborah Juniper Fry, and it should come up. All right, if you have any questions about it and you can't get your hands on it, please um, reach out to us at doseofhope.org and we will make sure that you can get a copy to you, okay? And if you want one autograph, if one of these stories here touched you today and you can pinpoint it and say, you know, I want like such and such to autograph it, please let us know. You might want all of them to autograph it. I don't know, but just let us know. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited about the people that this may touch, so... Hey, listen, make sure you tell your friends to tune in, um, especially if you know someone who's going through something like this. So we're going to go ahead and close out the show right here, right now in this place. So listen, we have an amazing show coming up next week. We're going to have another great inspirational author. Her name is Daisy Page. Um, she's going to be here with her new book, Unexpected Moments. Her story is amazing and speaks to the fact that moments can truly be unexpected. And here for the inspirational music highlight is Daya Lauren. Join us as we drill down into this hot new project in the making. We will discuss her latest single, Prayers Go Up. So you want to make sure that you tune in because we're going to have two people on next week. And it's going to be amazing. Daisy Page, her story is just something else. And you do not want to miss it. So look, I'm not going to keep you much longer. This episode has been the longest episode that we've done, but notably necessary. So I'm excited about it. Please make sure you 
share it with your friends and all that good stuff make sure that you tune in to www.adoseofhope.org and go and subscribe to our readership we have just added on some great information a dose of Hope radio can now be heard on praise fm and we're going to be going terrestrial radio so we'll also be on about five um terrestrial radio stations so you can get on your radio dial in your car and uh, turn it on and we're also going to also still be doing the digital show as well so um we're growing so make sure you go to adulthope.org and subscribe okay so just know that you have been dosed and i'll talk to you guys on next week Adult